and boom goes the dynamite. It is Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for another brand new episode of The Boom right here on Fight Game Media. Uh, as always, I'm your host, James B. McDaniel. You can follow me online at Peppermint Fatty everywhere. And again, as always, here's my co-host, the lovely human being, Kevin Ely. <laughs> Kevin, how's your week been? It's good. You know, this week I was really busy. I had just commissioned an independent study to uh, <laughs> investigate some of our coverage online. And, and I've confirmed that much of the staunch anti-boom online community uh, is not real individuals. It turns out can, it's a staff. I can confirm that almost all our pro-boom individuals are also bots who I have hired <laughs> to try and get our ratings up. Yeah. Now, I've, I'm always fascinated by the the anti Tony Khan sentiment out here. And then mm-hmm. I get why everybody's hating on him and I get why he's been getting attacked over this. Yeah. For those that don't know, Tony Khan came out and said a lot of the anti AEW sentiment online is bots. And Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez confirmed that um, he did hire a company. They're currently doing a study and all this is real. I think the problem is the delivery that Tony Khan Mm -hmm. comes off like an overexcited geek. He goes and just (laughs) kind of throws out a tweet on Twitter where you do most of your tweeting. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's exactly what I would do in that same situation, which is why I don't have a billion dollars and I don't run a company because it's clearly not the thing Tony Khan should be doing because he's getting buried for it, man. Yeah, (laughs) rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I, like, what do you what are you going to do about it? Like, don't report on it. Do something about it. If if like, is it illegal? Right. No, it's not illegal. No. Does it suck? Yes. Does it happen every day in every mm-hmm. single industry in existence? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you have a, uh, a firm that's investigating that for you, they probably also have access to a firm that can try to root out these bots and yeah. report them and. And all of that. I mean, it's just one of those things. There was there was something I came across a few years ago. I, I have zero doubt that all this is 100% true. Uh, I remember seeing a post, gosh, when it was four years ago or something, and it was something mm-hmm. The Rock said. And um, somebody posted a response to him that was like anti-rock, which I mean, like, it's one of the most beloved mans in the world. Yeah. Men in the world. Um, He's my and, mans. Yeah. And I and I copied it because I saw like a couple of where it was the same thing. And so I copy pasted and then searched it in, just searched that phrase, mm-hmm. whole, the whole tweet into, into yeah. Twitter. And I came up with like over 150 posts that were the exact same words. Also, if you do that with almost any major political post. Yeah. You'll find the exact same thing. Right. Yeah. It's a business, y'all. Yeah, it is a business. And there's a lot of money to be made in that business. Yeah, that's, um, why, that's why it's a shame to see him getting so to me. To if, make if such you, a fool out of yourself as something you're probably right on. Yeah, that's the thing. He's right on this. I'm pretty sure he, he wouldn't be tweeting about it if he wasn't right on it. Yeah. Dave and Brian have backed it up, and I trust Dave and Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, if you're hiring a firm to do it, have that firm like put a. If you yeah. want to make a press release, have that firm or some other company do the press release. Like exactly. we were hired to investigate the pro wrestling landscape. This is what mm-hmm. we found. Yeah, because um, then, then, well, you know, any sort of like sort of halfway, sort of uh, not quite, almost suggesting who's doing it. Yeah, 
Um, oh, he was. They were able to find that. That should be in a report. And then, yeah. then they look bad for it instead of him. Exactly. Trying to make someone look bad. Yeah. And it, and I love like it. Like, there is not a human being alive that watches any pro wrestling that doesn't know who he's saying. Right. Is doing this. I do hope the bots, however, are just the people that have been hanging out in 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 limbo with Veer Mahan for like the last six months. And those are the bots. Those are the people doing all the retweeting. Yeah. Just working. Uh, right. Like a hundred uh, cell phones. That's, what, that's that are, like, why he's been stands. the whole time. Yeah. He's been having he's, to do all this retweeting. Right. He's, having to, he's had to earn his spot. He's had to pay his dues. Yes. And that's how you do it in the WWE. And if you want to pay your dues in the podcasting world, oh. what you need to do is consider throwing $5 our way, heading over to patreon.com slash fight game media. You're going to get extended episodes of brace for impact. You're going to get episodes. You cannot get on our free feed each and every week. Uh, Kevin and I do a special bonus show once a month, as does literally everyone else in the fight game media podcasting world. Again, that is patreon.com slash fight game media. It's just $5 a month. Help support all of us right here at Fight Game Media. Also, check out FightGameMedia.com. Phenomenal website for all your pro wrestling, boxing, and MMA needs. That was quite the segue you just made there. Thank you so much. I didn't even know if it was going to work. I just jumped. I just closed my eyes and jumped like I do in most things, which usually lead to grievous, grievous injuries. Now, Kevin, one of the things I want to talk about the most this week is we talked about what, what just now, very briefly, what um what Tony Khan does wrong and he does a lot wrong. He uh he does come off as a little bit of a geek even though mm-hmm. I love it. I love his childlike enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people see it as childish geekiness. But one of the things he does well is pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. We had a we had a week in AEW where we had Adam Cole mm-hmm. versus Christian Cage for the very first time. We had the awesome Trent Beretta versus the phenomenal Brian Danielson. Yeah, and those weren't even in the in the conversation for matches of the week. We yeah. had an absolute banger between FTR and the Young Bucks, yes. and then we had a match that I actually liked much more than that on Rampage between Wheeler Yuta and um, and John Moxley. Which was your favorite match of the week, and how do you stack them up, each of them, against kind of the match everything's getting compared to right now? which was FTR Briscoes. I uh, got to say my match of the week is the Moxley Yuta just because of the story behind it. Um, like I've said in the past, I've, I've, I've grown more squeamish about blood in my older eight older days, but um, there was just such a great story uh, behind that match of a culmination of several weeks. And, you know, it's, it's just amazing. It was that, um, Wheeler Yuta has lost four straight matches in AEW and is more over than he's ever he's been. He's grown from each and every match. He is yeah. a bigger deal. Look, I I would like I think I've probably said on this show I was a fan of Wheeler Yuta. I kind of liked Wheeler Yuta. Like kind of mm-hmm. is what I realized because mm-hmm. when he was picked for when I realized what storyline they were placing on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. I thought this is a waste. I thought he is not yeah. up to this. I Especially really didn't as opposed think. to a Daniel Garcia or someone that we thought was a no brainer. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- I really did think he was an absolute waste. 
I don't know if it's his Mr. Miracle, which is a very obscure comic book reference. <laughs> Pants. I guess I, I, I don't I know what it was. Reference. Yes. I really He's appreciate straight. that you do. Like, like that's the first thing I thought when I first right. saw his new pants, which apparently we have learned right. were purchased straight out of the gap from New Genesis. Yeah, exactly. They were apparently purchased for him by the Kentucky gentleman himself. Oh, who's. Whose first name, I, whose name I can't remember Chuck. from Best Friends, from Chuck Taylor, exactly. He said this on the air this week. He purchased those because apparently Wheeler Yuta, may, maybe due to the fact he's gone 0-4 recently, still lives on his couch. But I didn't take him really seriously. I thought he's just another geek with Best Friends who I really mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And he is not just another geek. He's pretty awesome. And as the as I learned from the internet this week, and I went back and rewatched this match earlier, Mm-hmm. This man may have the reddest blood, the darkest red blood in pro <laughs> wrestling history. I don't know if maybe that's the spirit of Terry Funk living within him. Yeah, I don't know, but he really did have the like the reddest blood, dude. Ridiculous! Yeah, it really was. In the and you know back in the nineties, they had the Muda scale, was based on the uh, Great Muda having a really bloody match. And now we have the Uda and now scale. we have the Uda scale, which was coined by uh, Brady Childs in the Facebook. And Brady uh, Brady deserves a major shout out for that because I yeah. think I can see that catching on. Also, I've got to say this: when I watched the match originally, and when I rewatched the, the match um, the second time today, I still did not see what happened for him to get cut. I, I was distracted both times. They just came back from commercial, and they were doing picture in picture, and the man is just a wash in blood. Like, do you do you remember the move that oh, did it? Gosh, I only did watched someone, it one time. Was there a sniper in the building? <laughs> Does that mean like it wasn't was it like a a, there was thing? no it was like there was no blood and then it was mm-hmm. just nothing but blood. Yeah, right. It must have been a stairs thing. Yeah. Wherever he gigged himself, he 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 went full dusty on that. He went full oh, Terry yeah. Funk. Right. My God. Um, but the match was great. And the fact that John Moxley, the former world champion, one of the literal top guys couldn't beat him outside of knocking him unconscious. Mm-hmm. One small criticism on Wheeler Yuta is his eyes were open real quick after that pin. Like a half second yeah. after the pin, his eyes were open. Mm-hmm. A little too mm-hmm. fast, Wheeler. Um, but I really, I think that was my match of the week as well. That, yeah, that let him really let blew him me away. Let him kick out of the uh, paradigm shift DDT yes. that that yeah. we've seen people kick out of in big matches, but never seen someone kick out of. Yeah, the never elevated non non title, otherwise known contender. as the Death Rider. Yeah, yeah. Also, I love that he started the match out almost yeah. like a Darby Allen move, mm-hmm. where he just flew flew at Moxley, knocked him into the fence. Um. I think it's the I really think it was the fact that he was before again against Brian Danielson. I think he was wrestling a more technical style that mm-hmm. was fine, but wasn't really impressive. But then, of course, he he wrestled a little different style here against Moxley. And I think it may have actually fit him a little better. I also think how long. is OK, has he had this beard very long, Kevin? Or is this a pretty? He's had it as long as I've seen. No, he's had it as long as he's been on AEW, but I've never really seen him before that. Okay, never mind. Then where I was going to go is totally worthless. We'll (laughs) skip that nonsense. Uh, Um, Yeah, it was. um, I like I like me a Wheeler Unibrawl is what I learned. Yeah, that's what I learned. He's just got great intensity and great fire, and was really just channeling. I mean, that crowd was insane for him. Yeah, Uh, and I've heard from a lot of people. 
I heard from people before I saw the match mm-hmm. that, of course, these everyone there also was like this is the same crowd from Dynamite, right? That they, 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 there were a lot of people saying this match was actually better than FTR Young Bucks, and I think the reason I feel that way, and I think a lot of other people feel that way, is we get a lot of really good Young Bucks matches. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't want to. I don't. I know this is a crazy thing to say. Maybe almost too many really good Young Bucks matches. To where even in this match against FTR, I was never – look, I know it was a great match. I think Dave Meltzer gave it four and three-quarter stars. It's a really good match. Mm-hmm. I was never completely captivated by the match. Like oh, I, was, I was into it. Like I was I, – I enjoyed the match, but I mm-hmm. kept – I was messing with my phone and looking back. And both times I tried to focus, mm-hmm. and I kept losing focus, and that's probably more just on me. But Wheeler Yuta and John Moxley had me captivated – my phone never touched my hands in that entire match. Yeah, it had that X factor of just capturing your imagination. Yeah. Whereas the the FTR match uh, and Young Bucks match, you know, it probably was a, quote, better match in terms right. of like how it was laid out and how yeah. well they executed it and all that kind of stuff. But it was just it was well, I hate to say it was just a match. It was a great match. It was it between was just great teams. a really good match between it really like, good teams. Right. But that was the premise of the match. And that was the yeah. story of the match, you know. And I think we had a little there was a little extra spice on the Wheeler Utah match and that we were seeing the ascendance of yes. young talent. Right. Some of us didn't expect to ascend this quickly. Right. It was it was special. And, and a lot of it was because of how much Moxley work to put him over. I think the only yeah. thing that would have added to it a little bit, I think would have, I would have really liked to have seen Regal out there uh, cornering. It's always kind of bugged me that Regal yeah. only corners Danielson. And he doesn't go out there for Moxley. I'd or, like I him mean, to he doesn't actually corner either, people. but, but at least on the, yeah. on the, I would have loved to hear him calling the match just like he did in the Danielson matches um, or even have uh, Danielson like come out, you know, to, to second him. Uh, you know, I would have liked to have seen the rest of the BCC group, like sort of see their reactions to all this, right. you know, as it happens instead of them coming out at the end. So, you know, can't wait. I ordered a, a sweatshirt right after it was over. I was oh, so excited you? about it. Yeah, I need to see which one. <laughs> By the way, I really liked the um, the Blackpool Combat Club mm-hmm. hoodie that everybody's been talking about that everybody yeah. likes. That's this is the first time I saw the back of it and it has a saying on the back of it. It slips my mind what it is. Forged makes by like combat. Boy, forged by combat. Yeah. I want that really bad. I'm 100% going to order that very soon. So I went to cagematch.net, which is a wonderful resource everybody should have bookmarked somewhere on their computer, mm-hmm. to see how old Wheeler Yuta is. I know he's young. He is 25 years old, which is wow. a baby in pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, literally a baby. Yeah. But I've got some wonderful things here I've uncovered. Just taking a quick look here. His former wrestling names. Hackman, Kabuki Knee, Silverhawk with a Y, um, Jimmy Yuta, and Wildcat with a Y. But what what's caught my eye is his trainers. And two of his trainers are Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. So okay. this entire storyline is real. Those two mm-hmm. guys really did train him. Now, along with Drew Gulak, Mike Quackenbush, Tracy Williams, and the world-famous Cheeseburger, <laughs> who recently bulked up, by the way. I don't know if really? y'all have seen him recently. See yeah. It. He is double the patty now. He is at least a double, uh, at least a, du- a McDouble, at the very least. Um, 
where was it i saw him it was either new japan i think it was the new japan um wrestlemania weekend show okay he's like muscular now and he used to be like a string bean either way that's a great group of wrestlers to train him um i'm excited to see what happens now really excited yeah i'm 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 looking forward to see if they do continue because you know uh moxley and danielson are are doing their part yeah. but with the deep ties with with chuck and orange cassidy i've got to think a lot of this is going to involve him going through them and I, you know I, i'm i'm looking yeah. forward to seeing like a three-week string where it's like he takes out I, chuck probably mauls chuck in a yeah. horrible way and yeah. then uh takes on trent who's who's they've had issues with and then we'll see wheeler yuda against orange cassidy who now, by the way was in now, a, who's still injured was in still injured yeah yeah so i think somebody on the group pointed out um of maybe just doing an angle <laughs> they suggested that uh wheeler yuda break his thumb that's so not a can't bad do idea. the thumbs up oh yeah. that, that would be funny but I, I yeah i'm excited to see this wheeler yuda against trent beretta i think that could be a really really great match um also trent had a lot of big talk for wheeler about what he was going to do to brian danielson on friday yep that that did not pan didn't happen no end yeah i'm looking forward to that getting brought up too (laughs) yeah that has to come up next week right i mean he is kind of in the club like they were like john moxley told him kind of slapped him on the shoulder it's like this like basically that now the real work now the real real work work begins begins, is what he said yeah i love that yeah that's um, I'm really the only concern really for me is his promos. Can he get yeah. good? Can he get much better very quickly with his promos? All three of those guys can cut great promos. Like mm-hmm. if there's anybody out there that can help him. And one of the things that like as a kid, I always as a kid, I had a weird idea of wrestling. Like I kind of thought the the wrestling, like I always knew wrestling was fake. Mm-hmm. And so I thought the blood was fake. And then I thought the chairs were were gimmicked. Mm-hmm. And then as an adult, I found out, no, the blood was 100% real. I never should have ever put my fingers in it as a kid, which <laughs> I right. did. And the chairs are absolutely not rigged. They were actually giving each other TBIs the whole time. Yeah. And I never thought, like when guys were in a team together, I never thought they traveled together and worked together. But they actually do. And uh, the idea of him with these legends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's going to be really cool yeah um okay so we've talked about the best friends the like the whole angle around this let's hit the ratings real quick before we move on mm-hmm. with everything else that happened this week um do you want to start with uh with the tag team division yeah sure so these are the rankings going into uh dynamite and rampage so it gives us a good clue of like who might be getting some attention in the next couple of weeks. So the tag team ranks are really not that different. um, Other than um, FTR shooting up to the top. So the acclaimed are number five, they dropped to number five gun club dropped to number four. They're both five and two Mm -hmm. Uh, top flights, three and one at number three Uh, silver and Reynolds are still hanging in there at five and two, but at three and one, which I guess is just one loss uh, is what puts them over the top, even though they don't have as many victories. Uh, Dax and Cash FTR are now the number one contenders. It's probably I have to think it like if 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 we were to question someone, a media stooge, let's say from AEW, yep. it would have to be strength of schedule and that they won the tri- they have the AAA belts 
and the ROH belts. Mm-hmm. I, and I guess maybe it would be the same thing, considering Dark Order has the same record as the Gun Club and the Acclaimed, but are ranked two slots above them. Right. And um, I don't remember exactly. I know they they wrestled some major teams recently, but kind of so of the Gun Club and the Acclaimed. Although now with an injury, the, the Acclaimed are kind of doing a lot of singles yeah. work. Right. Okay. The women's division, number five, Marina Shafir, 4-0. Uh, number four, Jamie Hayter, 4-0. Layla Hirsch with a, a killer record at 9-2 and two in third yeah. place. Then we've got Serena Deeb, number two at 7-0. Nyla Rose, number one at 7-0. Jade Cargill, the TBS champion at 7-0. And Thunder Rosa, 6-1 with the world title. Kevin, we know Marina Shafir is next for Jade Cargill. Yeah. But when are they wrestling? I don't know that. They have not said. I even they went back said. to look. They have an opportunity next week. They, although Dynamite is pretty loaded. Rampage, you know, they've only announced one match for. Mm-hmm. And then they have Battle of the Belts, which they've only had one match for. But that also has a women's title match on it already. Right. And if it's just an hour again, there's likely not going to be three. Also... The first Battle of the Belts, remember we talked about how it maybe should have been AEW like title week or something because mm-hmm, they had mm-hmm. title yes. matches all week and they're doing title the same thing this time around. Right. I don't know why they don't brand it that. It's it's kind of ridiculous that they don't um, because they clearly need to put a little extra sauce, you could say, on Battle of the Belts because Battle of the Belts, one, was a huge disappointment. Now, mainly due to injury, but it was, I think anyone would classify that as a huge disappointment. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder what, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to. What's going on there? Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Give us the men's rankings. All right. There's some things happening here in the men's rankings that are interesting. Yeah, a little bit. Like, namely, CM Punk for the first time ever. Finally. Finally showing up with a 5 and 1 record. Um, and, and also the fact that we see his overall record there is 15 and one mm-hmm. meaning he was 10 and 0 in 2021 and never, right. made, the and never made the top five never even touched it <laughs> well i mean because this because lance archer just keeps winning on dark cool. uh yeah so frankie kazarian of all people just randomly shows up in the top four with an eight and one record. So i don't know what's Which going means on there he's wrestling either scorpio sky or you know what? It's got to be Scorpio Sky. They're former tag partners. Oh, yeah. That's got to be coming up soon. Gotta That's got to be, be it. Yeah. Lance? I bet we'd see him on. Maybe that'll get added to the Battle of the Belts. Maybe so. Actually. It'd be a good uh, match. Yeah. Lance. Yeah. But like, would that make you tune in on a Saturday night? Not even remotely. No. Not even a chance. Uh, okay. Number three, Lance Archer still always perennially out there just squashing dudes on dark. So he's 10 and two. You got to give it to the man. He's all, yeah. he always shows up on dark. He's always carrying a man out of the back to his yep. death. The man has a lot of matches. Yep. And, uh, Adam Cole, six and one at number two, going for the world title and, uh, Sammy Guevara, eight and one, just annoying the crap out of everybody lately <laughs> for real. And Adam Cole, of course, now seven and one after defeating Christian oh, yep. Cage and in, in a pretty good little match on Dynamite. And uh our two champions still undefeated, six and zero oh in Florida. Yep, they still haven't added Dan Lambert to the graphic though. As I am champion. offended by that. I assume I, I mean I think they've shown us many times they're listening. They yeah. must have missed last week. Yeah, well, we need to send a bot to let Tony know what he needs we, to do. 
That's exactly right. I need to send my pro boom bots over to Tony right now. <laughs> I like the boom bots. Yeah, we, we need right. more boom bots. Oh, I'm using hashtag boom bot all That's, week on Twitter. Yes. I'm committing to it right now, Kevin. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I think Frankie Kazarian has got to be that. I don't see him yeah, yeah. Being thrown in with Adam, Adam Page anytime soon. They're only putting him against... Kind of semi-monsters. He'll probably randomly show up on Dynamite and challenge him to a match and then get it on there. And they'll probably use it as an example of more of Sammy not getting a shot than actually him making a big point him getting a shot. I bet bet that's exactly what's going to happen, which I am ready for Sammy. I've said, I think I said it last week. I'm ready for Sammy and Ty to go full heel. Like they're perfect for it. Everybody wants, everybody is already hating them. And somebody made a, a couple people online, I think in the fight game media group, made, made a point historically faces, good looking, young faces dating the hot chick always goes wrong. It yeah. never works. And it's not working here. Um, and I think I would love to see him as I'd love to see them as full heels. Yeah, I think they, I, I think Ty would actually be really good at it. I think she'd be a great heel because she's pretty much doing it already. So that's exactly right. They don't have to change anything. They literally yeah. change nothing. It's and then when it's they, pretty good when they had Sammy come out this week with the with the signs mm-hmm. and then had Ty come out and run out and wave. I thought they really don't get it yet, do they? No. I don't think they get it at all. They don't understand what's happening. I don't know though. I sent you. I right before we recorded. I sent you that tweet. Uh, that Sammy posted uh, that was uh, Sammy asking if anyone thought he should get a neck tattoo. So I think he, I think he's, <laughs> he's realizing he's that they're the new Cody. Yeah. They're the new, they're the new uh, Cody and Brandy. What's, what's amazing is they have, they have so smoothly slid into the new Cody Brandy slot. Yeah. And they couldn't have done a better job of it, of it if it were scripted that way. That's true. And I can't imagine they would actively be trying to script it that way. No, like, I can't. It because that almost first feels like they did, but there's no way. There's no, no way. Zero that first chance. angle was such a great angle with uh, with how he lost the title and oh. you know how they how they introduced Tay and then having mm-hmm. uh, Paige sign the contract. Yeah, um, it was. But yeah. It was I mean, that was great. like a really great angle, but then it was like they just couldn't help themselves. <laughs> Have you seen Dave Meltzer's star rating for Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara in that ladder match? No, I didn't. I don't. I saw it, it today because I was yeah. looking up to see if he'd rated the Young Bucks match yet, mm-hmm. and it was five stars. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't. I mean, it was a great yeah. match. Yeah. Yeah. That's I all. Know. I didn't have anything else to add to that. Just I don't. <laughs> I was imp- I was impressed I was, he got a five star match. Right. I was probably gonna, I was trying mentally going down a whole rabbit hole of like the six. How, what does five stars mean on a six and seven star scale now? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We we don't need to. We listen. We could do an entire three hour show. Right. Dave's star ratings. <laughs> we could absolutely. But I respect. I do respect. Like when he says one match is better than the other, he's usually. Yeah. Pretty and dead usually, on one. And I usually, I don't like take the time to actually sit down and rate things. But if I were yeah. to guess, I'm usually pretty accurate. It with was a one. really good match. Yeah. And to me, if you say five stars, that just means that's one year from now you're going to remember. And I would totally agree with that match. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'll say um, the Rhodeses themselves mm-hmm. between that match and then the other match. I really there's that match and then the the Cody versus Dustin. Oh yeah. 
I'll never forget the Cody versus Dustin match ever. Yeah. And also D- Cody had a classic, even though it wasn't a five star match, but everybody's always going to remember that he had the final match with Brody Lee mm-hmm. in that dog collar. Dog collar match. match. Yeah. Like he has some legendary matches. He's had some great short ones. time. Yeah. Um, and now, I mean, clearly they're they're working this crazy angle where he's pretending to be in WWE. So who knows <laughs> when we'll get another classic here in AEW. That's right. Um, oh man, I totally forgot to introduce our conspiracy corner segment to talk about the bots. Yeah. Well. Well, we just led with it. Yeah. There you go. It'll we'll, we'll bring it. We'll bring it up each and every week. Now we just need to get some uh, some crazy um, a crazy uh, audio clip. From Alex right. Jones, this is this is going to be an awesome segment yeah. going forward. My favorite thing of the week. Okay, I'm going to name a couple things. You can pick okay. what order you want to talk about them in. Okay. Okay. I loved that Samoa Joe beat Max Caster quickly, mm-hmm. and this was one of Max Caster's best raps in a long time. Yes, which Samoa Joe clearly enjoyed, and I think my favorite bit of the week was was Wardlow versus. Stadium security week two. I loved both those things so much. And the genuine joy on Wardlow's face mm-hmm. when Sean Spears got pinned, it was phenomenal. Yeah, that was great that they are really going getting like they're really doing this. Um, he is going to be the most yeah. over guy in the company when this yeah. match actually happens. It's really funny because someone was like, oh, he's like, you know, you hear the comparisons to like, oh, that's just like the Austin days when he would, you know, do something big man and get taken out in cuffs or, mm-hmm. um, you know, like a Goldberg type thing where he just can't yeah. be contained. But it's also like, yeah, they were doing this with W. Morrissey and Impact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, just like six weeks ago. And you know what? It worked then too. Like this yeah, is just how you it's get a great over. angle. Right. Yeah. The only great. negative. And it's listen, this is on a scale of one to a hundred. The negative I'm about to bring up is like a three. It's nothing. Uh-huh. It's tiny. It's just the tiniest little complaint. But listen, we're, we're, we're being critical here on this show. So I'm going to be critical right. in the future. I would prefer that referees and security be smaller than the wrestlers. That final hurdle. When he got to that final boss trying to get to the ring, yeah, there were three men that were like six six, right? Like the biggest indie workers they could possibly yeah. find. Yeah, I'm like immediately we all knew. Oh, he's not going any further. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know if stadium security needs to be that much bigger than a wrestler that's <laughs> supposed to be one of the biggest and baddest you've got. Yeah, let's let's bring him down about a foot, Tony Khan. Right, about I like that. I do like that it that it's like this. Uh, it's like King Kong going through the town, you know, and yeah. it's like it's not it's not so much that any one person can bring him down. They just got to get enough guys on him. Yeah, it's going to take it's going to take you're going to have to achieve critical mass to, right. to get him out of there. And uh, the other thing that makes it great is how MJF plays it up because they always have him on commentary. Yeah. And he just plays it so well where he's going to happen. What's happening? What are yeah. they saying into your, into your headphones? Yeah. Uh, he, Excalibur. Yeah. And he's, and he's talking trash up to the very last second. Yeah. Until yeah. he has to bail. Like he's ready to run at any moment, but he's going to yeah. stay until he has to run, which is great. It's yeah. a phenomenal characteristic of MJF. Yeah. That match was a little weird because they, it was funny how they, um, they, it got criticized a little bit because they didn't really explain why Sean Dean was a part of it. And a lot of people forgot about his role in the, 
which CM blows Punk my mind that people right. forget. And I saw the people that forgot. They're wonderful people. They're yeah. dear friends. But listen, dudes, I have the worst memory in existence. <laughs> my mem- I had to you rewatch Chuck both Taylor's movies. name. Yes. And I love Chuck Taylor. Yeah. I have a terrible short term memory. Yeah. And I remember this because it was such a big deal because it literally dropped MJF in, in the rankings. Right. Started him it off at 0-1 at the beginning yeah. of the year. It was a huge deal. If yeah. you forgot that, you're clearly not an AEW hardcore. Like, clearly. <laughs> you're not, you, you're, you probably you're not a boom watch bot. it. No, sure. you're not a boom bot 100%. And uh, your check is not getting cut this week. Yeah. For sure. I Well, one thing, I think the announcers just kind of dropped the ball a little bit because they set it up by saying there's deep roots to this match. And then they just never said anything about it. And Sean yeah. Dean also has a shirt. Like, he literally has a shirt at Shop AEW that says... Yeah. Uh, I beat you and you know it like he could have been wearing that shirt in the ring and then they refer to it. You yeah. know, it would have taken five seconds. They're generally very, very good at doing that. So uh, I'll forgive them this time. But yeah, it's it's a very important thing. People do need to be reminded. And that's been a common criticism is there's not enough video packages. They like right. they literally it takes eight seconds to show that pin. And give quick commentary. Remember when this happened. Right. I think that's one of those um, little cracks we're starting to see in the Tony Khan mental universe of him keeping everything in his head. And, you know, I saw an interview where he was talking about how he's more of a coach than a booker, uh, which I think is kind of. I don't quite get what that means, you know, because I think like you still need to have a booker. (laughs) Listen, I think booker is number one. Yeah. Ryder is number two or three, and then you can put coach whatever's left. I don't want right. the coach running things. I right. want the booker. I yeah. don't want the rider. Yeah, there's a difference between giving people freedom to, uh, you know, have creative control or have create, you know, express themselves or, or come up with their own things. But you still got to have someone write things down so people don't miss it. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is this is something we'll get into that. The tables match later (laughs) more than anything else. What people need to remember is, yes, this is wrestling, but this is Mm -hmm. a television show. Yes. I used to date a girl who was a a student at Louisiana Tech and her major was stage management. This is a Mm -hmm. college major that high schoolers and college students learn. You have stage managers. You have script supervisors. Yep. This is these are people that remind you of, and there are people whose entire job on a movie set is to document what people are wearing in a scene, yep. what happened in the previous scene, so that if they have to cut and come back, everything is going to remain consistent. Mm-hmm. These are jobs that exist that clearly AEW may not have people in those jobs, Mm -hmm. maybe because wherever the people they've hired come from, they never ran into this because they weren't in regular television. That's something that I have to assume WWE probably has and AEW desperately needs. Mm -hmm. All those things. Yeah. Do we have to talk about the Hardys match? (laughs) We can talk about it. Just briefly. Um. It was, it was nice bad. to see the butcher. Um, it was that's all I've got. It was not good. Poor butcher just dying for everyone's sins. He's, oh he's like, yes. he's, yes. he's just putting himself through the ringer, the meat grinder. One might say, yeah, just to help, help the Hardys stay relevant. When, when and, I, yeah. When I rewatched the show today, I didn't watch this match. I didn't want to watch it again. Yeah. I barely remember 
I remember people going through tables a lot and the match not ending. Right. Um, and I've seen a lot of discussion about tables matches and how they almost never have people like they almost they almost always have problems following their own rules. Right. Um, so it might be a good idea to just like if you're going to go do tables, do full TLC mm-hmm. instead. But um, the Hardys are old. Yeah. The Hardys are not what they once were. No, nope. they need to. If Listen. In my opinion, if I'm going to be if I'm going to continue to book them regularly and not once a month, they need to be wrestling the Young Bucks, FTR, the Lucha Brothers, people who can work with them to make them look good and not look Butcher and the Blade. I really like I do like them, but they're not the level where they can make a great match out of whatever pile of what whatever pile of 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 refuse the, right. the the hardys bring to the table yeah and i'm i'm not a hardys hater like i i think we should be doing nothing but cinematic matches with them right now like they do great cinematic matches i love the hardy compound i love the lake of resurrection i love the dilapidated boat i love uh everything look jeff hardy and matt hardy they're Vanguard one, their drone follows me on Twitter. We're good friends. We're tight, man. <laughs> There's been DMs, mm-hmm. but I want that. I I don't want these matches out of them anymore. Yeah. I, I hate having to watch Matt Hardy attempt to walk and make it look non-painful. Right. And I hate saying all these things. I really I, do. And I too. hope I what I hope that Jeff would come in and Jeff would be much better and could hide Matt, but that's clearly not the case. No, can't do it. No. And and really, so all they're doing now is just building up to these big Jeff Hardy spots. And um, he looks uh, good fall jumping off of things. But then the right. thing is, once you pull off the jump, it's all gravity from there. That's right. gravity work. And that's not Jeff Hardy. Right. <laughs> and gravity exactly. always works. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. We catch them in a clip from "quote unquote" earlier, where they're just attacking. They're attacking uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. They throw a, uh, about a forty-five inch flat screen at them. The monitor, and the most yes. impressive thing from this. Well, there's a lot of things. Jake Hager really featured here as he scrambles out of the yeah. SUV that pulls up yes. to try and get the back door open in time for Chris Jericho. Yes. This is a personal little thing. I would like to start a GoFundMe to buy the man some socks. But yeah. then when he pulls out after those three men jump in that truck, jump in that SUV, I think it was Ortiz. I swear chased them a half mile down the road on camera <laughs> while while Santana and Jericho watched on in awe. Yeah. Right. At this man's cardio is yeah. just truly impressive. Right. Eddie's not chasing a car. No. no. Eddie Kingston is not. That's right. Was, yeah, I think I said Jericho. Yeah. yeah. Eddie Kingston. Maybe he should be chasing a few more cars, but he's not. But my right. God, did Ortiz. He almost caught him, man. <laughs> he did. That's he why I'm close. That's why I like how they uh, how they kept talking about how on site in the yeah. promo. They kept on yelling site? on site, which means all you have to do is get out of their sight and you're you're free. Yeah, you're good. Once they rounded the corner, they were free and clear. Right. But yeah, look, if they come across Chris Jericho pushing his child on a in a swing set, yeah. It's on. They're going after him. They didn't say they'd attack the kid. I think the kid gets at least shoved down. At least mm-hmm. shoved in the mud. Um 
I enjoyed that very much. It's the whole thing's ridiculous, but I'm really glad we've been wanting these three as a team for a while. Yeah. The question is, it's three on four. They need somebody else. Who is it going to be? Three on five, actually. Three on five. That's because right. Hager. Yeah. If you that's right. Hager. That's yeah. I, I don't know. I, was, I mean, oddly number, enough, I was, number one, number one choice would be someone that they clearly don't uh, want to bring in to be the Briscoes, but it's too good to be true. You brought it up. I was going to try not to. You brought it yeah. up, so it's on now. Okay. <laughs> I am offended at the week the Briscoes have had. I'm offended yeah. at it. Yeah. Genuinely. And this is yeah. all stuff and not that didn't just happen AW, on Dynamite. Yeah. No. So they had maybe the match of their careers. And these are mm-hmm. these guys hold more New Japan Tag Team Championships than anybody else. They have had killer matches. They may have had the match of their career. They're beaten down by the Young Bucks. They slink out like scalded dogs. Mm-hmm. Um to use a JR term, then they go, then they like whimper their way over to Impact where they're beaten by the Good mm-hmm. Brothers. Yeah. Then they go to GCW where they still hold the titles, I believe, and they're beaten by Bussy, a tag team considering a, a, a tag team, one half of which is a not great, a woman who is not in great shape in Alley Catch, who is a decent wrestler, mm-hmm. but they lost to a, a half female tag team. Wow. They've had, they've lost everyone, which makes me wonder though, if maybe they needed to get the GCW belts off of them, because I'm reading a lot of how impact wants to have them full time. Mm. Maybe that's why. And maybe then they go back after the good brothers, but it really does genuinely bother me because everyone's talking about FTR and no one is talking about the Briscoes. Mm -hmm. And, um, they are one of the best tag teams of the last 20 years. Easily, yeah. And half of that match was them. This was not all FTR that gave us that killer match. And I knew they weren't going to get picked up by AEW. I was kind of slapped in the face with the fact they're not going to be an ROH. And now they're just losing to everybody under the sun. Like yeah. right now, if they faced me and you tonight, they would clearly lose. <laughs> they would clearly lose because I this think would you be and I would do shot. Literally you and I would. Shot. Do, it's the only chance we'd have. You and I would do okay against Bussy. So and they they beat uh <laughs> they beat the Briscoes. So good right. lord, man! It's just man, the how the mighty have fallen. This is a dark day yeah. in Sandy Fork, Delaware, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I can only think that. Uh, that Hopefully, that something they had this coming. week because there were better things coming down the road. Yeah, I, I hope so. They probably I really just had to do so. a little business just to close put the close the door on some things. Earlier, I don't remember what I was looking up, Kevin, but I found I found an article online which was how did how did Mark Briscoe lose his teeth? And basically, I think the best part of this is he lost his teeth in the ECW arena in a tag team tournament in the first round. And there's no real great story to it, but I love that like he lost his teeth almost like a sacrifice to the ECW arena, which then gave them this brawling power yeah. that, that, that withstands to this day. Right. All these years later, they were very, very young when he did it, by the way. And I also yeah. love like if he got him, like he didn't go for like crowns. He's just like, give me some dentures. Like these are going to come out again anyway. Right. Just yeah. give me dentures. But yet I've never seen him wear dentures. Never. Like I'm just assuming he has them for around the chicken farm, but I have no reason to believe that's true right. at all. I don't know if the man's married or what. Maybe his wife digs the look. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was good to see Hikaru Shida back 
Julia mm-hmm. Hart is still making a heel turn for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. She sends away her buddies, the uh, varsity, uh, mm-hmm. the varsity the blondes. blondes, does a lot of moves at one quarter speed. Yes. And uh, she'd have won just like she'd have needed to win, yes. which then brought in Serena Deeb. And before we I, even get into yeah. the Deeb thing. Yeah. Why, why is this happening? Why is this still happening? Why is this taking eight months? Ah, who knows? She's even developing like a little Malachi Black, like little makeup thing underneath yeah, the eye it's patch. Start, the bruise is starting to spread like right. four years after she got sprayed. It's so weird. It's like, it's, like, it's like they moved on, like the House of Black moved on from the angle and no one told her. Yeah. Maybe she she's still hoping and she's like, maybe that's what the makeup is. She's trying to remind them like, hey, guys. Just it's a little here. reminder here. Right. Am I like, is this happening? I actually, I'll, I will say this about the match. It was not great. It was not really good at all, actually. No, but, not at all. But uh, for a little while there, I thought Julia might win. Oh, my God. I, it imagine? just seemed like they were, I don't know. I, I, I kind of expected Serena to come out and before the match was over and actually cause Sheeta to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just one of those moments where I was like, Wow, they're, Julia's really getting a lot of time here. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll do something with her. And I, one thing I want to say, as we're criticizing Julia Hart's terrible wrestling, yeah. I think she is literally 19 years old. She, she just born, turned 20. Yeah. Okay. She was born in 2001. She yes. was not, I don't even think she was alive for 9 11. And if she was, it was only just barely. No one at this age, outside of apparently, rumor has it, Terry Gordy was a good wrestler. No one. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't expect her to be good. She is as good as you can expect for somebody at 19 slash just turned 20 uh, right now. Um, And it's funny because she's not even I was just checking because I was curious about her record because she's on dark quite a bit. But she's not even listed on the roster. Oh, wow. So she hasn't gotten her. She may not even be like a deal show to show. Okay. Mm hmm. I should have pulled up cage match before we started to see how many matches she's had, because I guarantee you it's under 30 and all those have probably been dark. Yeah, she does quite a few dark matches. Yeah. Like, um, OK, because that's something somebody was saying about uh, Jade Cargo. I don't think she's had 50 pro matches yet. And clearly 29 of them have been in AEW. Right. Um, she's still very, very young and she's getting better. Her promos for sure are getting better yeah. lately. Um. Hey, we okay. skipped over Joe a little bit. You want to talk about the Joe? Match? Oh, yeah, that's right, because I was saying I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I love Max Caster right now, the the acclaimed. And this is something else I want to say about Tony Khan. He has picked up so – I actually watched a video on YouTube earlier today. Um, let me see. I want to give a shout-out to the company that did it, so I'm going to bring it up. Let me figure out who the heck they are. Um, let's see. Subscriptions. I went ahead and followed them. Who knows? It's – um. Either way, a wrestling YouTube mm-hmm. did the other thing like the top ten like unknown talent that AEW got over. AEW did a great job of picking up people like not only that weren't being utilized, but I'd never heard of. I'd seen Wheeler Uta wrestle, I've discovered, mm-hmm. and I'd never heard of him. Wardlow, no, I don't think anybody knew Wardlow existed. Nobody knew Jade Cargill existed. Also, nobody knew about Max Caster and his partner. And it was Tony Khan's idea to put them together as a tag team. Oh, and wow. I, I am. 
I get excited every time those two come to the ring now. Yeah, yeah. And it was a great move to put them together. It took them a while to really grow into a cohesive unit, and they are phenomenal. And all that being said, when a guy like Samoa Joe debuts or Keith Lee, they should be squashing their opponent. Yeah. And this was maybe the first time I've seen AEW let that happen, and it was great. The fact that he beat Max Caster in a couple of minutes, Mm -hmm. I loved it. And I want to see more of it. Yeah. It was everything we talked about last week with the Tony Storm thing. Just get mm-hmm. him out. Yeah. You can have all you'll you won't lose. Show anything. us their big deal. Show yeah. us their big deal. And Max Caster lost nothing. And that tells you a lot about Max Caster. He didn't right. lose anything losing to Samoa Joe. Not a dang thing. Mm-mm. Um, but Samoa Joe looked like a monster and he looked like a guy who makes you want to chant Joe is gonna kill you. Yeah. And uh, and I love that that chant came back, at least to some extent. That's my fa- one of my favorite memories of of impact back in the day. I have a lot of impact trauma, but some <laughs> great memories. And one of those is people chanting, Joe is going to kill you. I love yeah. it. It was great because yeah. then he did. Um, and I love that. It's great. We had Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal come out. So we've got the storyline going. I have to believe which by the way we got it was announced we're gonna get a legendary match next Uh week in new orleans samoa joe versus minoru suzuki and one of my questions i had when suzuki got that title was when are they going to take it off of him because he's not going to be their long-term champion Mm -hmm. now we know it's going to be next week in new orleans samoa joe is going to become the roh tv champion take it to the bank it's a lock I did. I did kind of like the idea of Minoru Suzuki just kind of since ROH isn't like a weekly thing yet. Yeah, you know, have him, him have just kind of year. He flies yeah, over just twice yeah, a year. Just running maybe around so. with it. Maybe like, so. Maybe so. The problem but I, is, this, is that Suzuki loses almost every match now. So yeah, which yeah, you know what? I believe what was the match? I could be wrong. If anybody hears this and they know I'm wrong, let me know on Twitter at Peppermint Fatty. I think he actually beat Chris Dickinson at one of the GCW shows. And I was really excited to see that because one of the things I said was if I was a wrestler in America and I Mm -hmm. got to wrestle Minoru Suzuki, Mm -hmm. I would not want to win that match. I would want to lose to Suzuki. I would want to get tortured by Suzuki (laughs) because that's what's cool about Suzuki is the pleasure he takes in hurting his opponents. And the only guys you really see doing that are – Zack Sabre Jr. does it maybe better than anybody alive today. Um, like you'll have somebody in a hold and then just twist their fingers, like yeah. try and break them for fun. And to some extent, Brian Danielson does yep. a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to win. I wouldn't want to beat him. Like I would want to lose 100%. Yeah. So we'll probably see. Yeah, you're right, though. We'll probably see Joe win the title and be a champion right away. One yep. thing I loved about that segment and even kind of the setup to this is um, – that they took the time, they did a really good explanation of what happened at that ROH show. They did. In they terms did. of setting up the relationship between Joe, Lethal, Gresham, and even to a certain extent, um, uh, what's his name, Moriarty. Yeah. Uh, to show, to like just set up that whole story. I thought that it was really effective. Yeah. Um, We had Jade Cargill cut a promo on Marina Shafir. A match I'm really excited for that I have no idea when it's going to happen. Maybe never. She introduced her baddie section a couple of days ago. She asked people on Twitter to tag New Orleans baddies. I happened to be tagged, so I shared my picture where I looked my baddest. 
with a nice purple wig and purple lipstick for Mardi Love Gras. It. Love it. Very little traction, unfortunately. Oh. The, the, the boom bots truly failed this week. Um, well, but well, we're yet to see if I get picked to be in her section. I, I don't think my chances are strong. Um, I would weep if I saw, I mean, just of joy and pride, if I saw you in the baddie section during yeah. Jade, Jade Listen, Cargo match. If Jade Cargo picks me to be in the baddie section, I'm there. I will, I yeah. will get there. I'll make my way to New Orleans come hell or high water. 100%. Um, okay. Let's talk about a really awkward segment that ended in so perfectly. And that was the swerve interview with Tony Schiavone in the back. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, he like tells Tony, like kind of like he's got to go get ready. He needs his space. Like Tony has been getting really disrespected lately. Not (laughs) this wasn't the prime example, but one of them. Yeah. And then clearly standing approximately six inches from where swerve Scott had just stood in rush, key, in, in rush uh, Will Hobbs and Ricky Starks to beat him down in the most subdued silent attack I've ever heard. <laughs> there was no, we're going to kill you, mother effer. Right. There was no F you, uh, yeah. Swerve Strickland. It was just a very, a very uh, respectful. Yes, almost polite. Attempted, almost a polite attempted murder. Yeah. And, um, and then Keith Lee comes out of nowhere, enters the bout. Enters enters the battle, gets one hit on on Hobbs, and Hobbs gets a hit on him. And then the camera is, kind of zooms out as Keith Lee is, I, I guess, on the floor, and and Hobbs is standing there, kind of cheering on Ricky Starks, and then he is propelled like into another damn zip code through the wall. <laughs> you could tell it was a wall they just built. Yeah, right. It was awesome. It was. It awesome. was so great. I don't know who was on the other side there. Maybe it was the Varsity Blondes. But they looked very confused about the situation. Yeah. If you give me Keith Keith Lee putting Will Hobbs through a wall, yeah, I will. I'll pay pay per view money every week. Yeah. Like that was it was a great end to one of the most awkward beatdowns I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, <laughs> it really was, and I was glad they did something with that because I was. It, it wasn't going well for a little while. Yeah. And it's all been on Rampage, but then yeah. the big, I was, but then the big, big match was going to be on Dynamite, and I was like, "Well, that's yeah. a great way to, you know, like a show that has half the viewership, yeah, is building to the match where, you know." So I'm glad they at least did this. Yes, and then also they're putting this Adam Page. We kind of glossed over this. Adam Page is going to have a Texas Death Match next week yes. with Adam Cole on a live Rampage. Also, that rampage I just learned, I just realized, I missed this the first time around, is going to be coming on 4 6 p.m. P- Central. 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. So if you're in Los Angeles, you're going to have to take the day off to watch this live. Right. Coincidentally, I do have the day off. That's fantastic. That's great. Unfortunately, you don't live in Los Angeles. Right. <laughs> like, and originally, I was like, this is going to be way bigger ratings. And now I'm like. Is no. it going to be way bigger ratings? It might be the exact same. It's going to be another DVR superstar that we yep. never hear about. Because, listen, inst- Tony Khan, instead of tweeting about bots, he should maybe tweet out the live plus three ratings that Dave Meltzer right. says brings them up to number three or four every freaking week. Right. How about right. you let us know how great Rampage is doing? Yeah. How many people actually watch it once the DVRs come in? Yeah, right. How about telling Come people on. to be sure to set their DVRs? Yeah. Because this that. would be a keeper. Yeah. 
this will yeah. be a keeper. Yeah, which, yeah, by the way, we yeah, go ahead. No, just earlier when I watched Rampage, my DVR asked if I wanted to delete it. I was like, no, I'm yeah. keeping this one for a I'm little while. I'm keeping one. this Wheeler match. I want to go back and figure out where that blood came from. They, <laughs> I mean, they, you watch um, it a third time, right? Uh, we kind of we we did skip over the hangman thing, but that was a a, a great hangman. It was, um, you know, beat down. I mean, him just coming out. I loved him just marching out there, and and you know, he didn't fall for the stop the music. Yep. You know, just because a guy says stop doesn't mean you actually have to stop. And, yeah. And and him just making Cole leave the ring just by sheer force of will. And when he brought when he told Adam Cole that he was going to give him the rematch as yeah. a punishment. Yeah. Then he says Texas death match. Yeah. Adam Cole sold it like a million bucks. Yeah. He looked terrified. Yeah. Like, I think he turned a little white. This was a great week for champions being badass champions. And it also helps explain something I think a lot of people have a problem with, which is Red Dragon. Yeah. They've been they've been effing around with mm-hmm. Jurassic Express for a while. Mm-hmm. And Jurassic Express finally said they didn't say since you're not in the top five, but that's what they're basically they saying. Did, they did say your record with your record. Yeah. You don't deserve it. Yeah. But they're like, look, we want to fight you. So let's do yeah. it. You got right. a title shot that you don't deserve. Right. We know you don't deserve it. We're giving it to you. I have no problem with that whatsoever. If it's the champions who are getting like mosquito bit over and over and over by another tag team, mm-hmm. they want to dispose of them. I'll take that all day long. Yeah. It's a team that everyone knows. I think most AEW fans know Red Dragon from, from NXT. Right. And know they're a real threat. And yeah. so I'm about it. I th- I think if it were the gun club or something mm-hmm. like that in the same position, I think I would be less differently. But it's yeah. a team that has a lot of credibility already. Yep. It is kind of I mean, look, they're one and one. <laughs> which is yeah. not great. You know, could have so sworn it, they'd had it's at the least kind of thing a few like, more matches. It's it's the kind of thing that's like, you know, would it be better if you had seen them be a badass team? Yeah, you know, sure. Would. But yeah. I don't I don't have a big issue with that because that's just wrestling. Also, the fact that most of the things they've been doing have been in support of Adam Cole and Jurassic Express has Adam Page's back. Um and Adam Cole is is tied closely with Red Dragon. So it all makes sense. We all know they're a better team than their record shows. Right. Um, I think their one win was in the match where they eliminated the Young Bucks. Yeah. Uh, I think that was their, their one win. I know. Yeah, I think uh, so. We were talking about it in the group. And um, so I thought about it for a little bit. And I figured, like, well, this just helped me sort of figure out what the rules are in AEW. There's three ways to get title shots. Mm-hmm. You climb the rankings. Win a lot on dark and climb the rankings. Then you can also uh, win. Happens, you can also win a gimmick match, mm-hmm. right? So like win a ladder match or something like that where you get, get a title shot. Where you right. can grab a golden pool floaty. Yeah, right. A pool floaty will get you in. And then the third one is just like piss off the champ real good. Yeah. Which just like just be a big jerk. That's the way to do it right there. That's the easiest way. It's easy to be a big jerk. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised 2.0 didn't pull this off when they were being jerks <laughs> See, to everybody. That's because they were too free range. If they had focused yeah. it on the champs, yeah. they were just walking around too much. Yeah. Like all you had to be, all you had to do was be eating like a, a fried pie. And right. they were like, they were going to cause problems with you right. trying to consume right. that pie. If all they did was focus that on the champion. They would be, they would probably be champions today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Danielson versus Bretta on Rampage. It was a good match. Fine match. Um, it was good. It was like, I think we'd be talking about it probably as one of the better matches of the week if it weren't for mm-hmm. the two absolute monster matches we did have. Yeah. Um, American Top Team did another promo where I kind of agreed with everything they said. Sammy and Ty came off yeah. like assholes mm-hmm. to some extent. Um, anything you want to add on that one other than they should be heels? <sighs> it's just, it's amazing to me that. Um, I don't know what it is about America's top team and Dan Lambert that just make people hate baby faces. It's yeah. not, and it's not that people cheer them against Dan them. Lambert. It's just, really they start good. hating everybody. Yeah, they that's true. So bad that they just start hating everybody. Maybe they have the, the truest X-Pac heat ever. Yeah. <laughs> where just the, I don't want any of this to happen yeah. anymore. If you're on my screen, I don't right. want you on my screen anymore. Oh, we skipped. Well, it was on rampage, so we haven't really skipped it. Yeah, we had a hook interview with DDP's oh, daughter in the back. Yeah, and that's DDP's daughter, right? Yeah, is that her? I believe I she was DDP's there. I didn't know if that's yeah, her. That's her. Okay. And um, of course, Dan Housen, a mer- like, look, Hook never said anything. He was nope. eating hot chips. Mm-hmm. He th- he he goes to walk out. Dan Housen pops up out of the trash can. Yes. Dan Housen can be anywhere. Attempts to curse him again. Gets assaulted with the chips, which. Yep. Hook casually throws away as he walks out, never saying a word. Yes. Dan Housen is at first offended, but then really excited over his bounty, having acquired yes. a free bag of half-eaten chips. Right. And he's with good the, to go. With, with a sound theory that perhaps the chips are the source of his power. Yeah. yeah. And so now Dan Housen has a chance it. to consume that same power. Right. Which would I, be kind of awesome if actually... Yeah. That would be the only thing that would save this for me because this has been really painful for me to see this. Yes, and I I really hope. I saw some people theorizing that perhaps this will lead to Danhausen's first match being a tag team match with Hook, which I would like very much. Which I would like very much, but it's still. If he's not ready to wrestle, don't put him on. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Also, Hook still like needs to be a badass. Yeah. Yeah, he Which I guess, need- you know, we have talked about how like Dan Housen's always great when it's him and like kind of the like like a Wardlow type person. Yeah. You know, like a yeah. like a monster. But like, I don't know. Hook just I just Hook feels too new yeah. and a little too raw to He's- be matched with Dan Housen right now because I don't think his identity is fully established yet. Right. We've had three years to know who Wardlow is. Yeah. We've had literally like Two or three Dan House, I'm sorry, hook matches. That's not yeah. enough. It's right. not enough. People are more scared that he's going to become a comedy act when we don't want that. No, we do not want that. Nobody they, wants that. They've been that. doing a lot of they've been doing a lot of comedy things with Hook, like yeah. in all their social media and where side things. Yeah. What about being the coolest guy in the room makes right. them think you should do comedy with him. This feels very WWE to me. Yeah. In a bad yes. way. In a that, bad way. That is exactly. I think you just put the finger on it. That, like, that's exactly how I feel. The, there's nothing that I want less out of Hook than him wearing a tiny hat and playing the ukulele. And that's the direction <laughs> they're going with Hook. That's right. a great Kurt Angle move. That's right. not a Hook move, man. It's not. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else did we have? Um, I really am excited about. I didn't expect to get excited about a Tony Nese appearance, and I got excited. I like that Mark Sterling showed up. I like that maybe, dude, Tony Nese 
and Jade feel like the beginnings of a really cool stable, that they both have these incredible bodies. Also, let me tell you how hard Mark Sterling is working for Tony Nese. Everybody thinks Mark Sterling handed him a business card. Mm. I have a large TV, and I sit very close to it, y'all. <laughs> he handed him a visa. That was a straight-up visa oh. card he handed him. That was nice. not a business card. And I think that, in the end, is why Tony Nese immediately <laughs> left the interview with him. Let's go talk right now. Yeah. It'd be great if they found out, though, it was one of those like prepaid cards. Yeah, there was had, like 37 on cents left on it. Exactly. Exactly. Tried to use it at the Starbucks and had to, <laughs> had to immediately got yeah. got denied. Um, but I, I think Tony Nese is a guy who is a good wrestler. He looks great. He maybe mm-hmm. doesn't have the charisma. He should be in a stable. A stable is a great place for him. Mark Sterling's is good a good a place to start, especially since you'd be matching him with someone else who has the incredible physique. Maybe that could be their thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Power Team USA back in the day that <laughs> was not in a major promotion, but yeah. it got the ultimate warrior and sting going. Um Yeah, I so hadn't yeah. thought about that. I I had been thinking these would be a great Ring of Honor fit. He uh, feels you know, like, he like a pure champion be type guy. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe in a like a if um, Ooh, lethal brings with- back the foundation stable or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. I'd love to see him in a program with Gresham. I think yeah. that'd be a or really good a match. Pure title defense with Yuta. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yuta still has the belt and he's going to be defending it, which is right. exciting. He's like, he's one and four, but in the one he yeah. won a title. I mean, notwithstanding, well, it wasn't pure rules. So I was going to say that John Moxley right now would be the lineal right, right, champion, yeah. but no, there was not pure rules, as Moxley pointed out right before the match. That's right. Um, which, as bad as Mark Henry was when he started, yeah, we say this a lot, but he's so good at, at doing his one thing. He's really good at it. They, and I like that it's the one thing. I did watch uh, Dark and Elevation this week, and he was doing commentary on Elevation, and it That's was pretty, still pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Still yeah. pretty bad. He is never going to be a good commentator. Like, I get that he does Sirius XM. That is a very different thing. Very. I've been different. doing radio. He's very entertaining on Busted Open. Yeah. yeah. I've been doing radio for a decade. Um, and I'm and I, I, I tried to do commentary on, on, mm-hmm. on, on wrestling. I tried to do like a reel to send in. I was not good, man. I was not. And I thought I would be not good at all. Uh, that's a very different thing. But he's great at what he does. And the thing is, it's worth it. Because it's yeah. so exciting to see his smile, yes, and, and everybody, everybody chants along with him. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal in pro wrestling. Everybody wants to chant along with something, and yeah. he's got it. He's going to sell shirts. Good for him. Yeah, I hope they're not paying him a million dollars a year. I don't think they are. I just hope to God they're not, because that's not worth it. Right. Okay. Is there anything else from this past week we need to talk about, or is it time to move on to other um, topics? Did you say anything? Everything you wanted to say about the Bucks and FTR match? It was a really good match, and I'm glad yeah. the I'm glad FTR won. I'm more yeah. interested in watching, and I hate saying it like this, but it's true. I'm more I'm more interested in watching FTR matches right now than Young Bucks matches. Me too. Also, I want to throw out there was a couple weeks where I thought, oh man, being the elite is is starting to get good again. It's not. It's mm. it's not good at all right now, and um. They're doing a lot of angles about a guy, a fat guy who lost his hat that I've never heard of before. Don't know who it is. No clue. It appears to be just the unemployed friends mm-hmm. of Peter Avalon. That's as best I can figure out who these people are. Okay. Like, why am I not watching John Silver? Yeah. Um, 
like doing nonsense. They had one guy. It was actually one good skit this week that was just Adam Page has the entire Dark Order in his Tesla trying to take him to Chili's, but nobody is allowed to sit in the passenger seat because his belt is strapped in the passenger seat. <laughs> and then everybody's in okay, the back. I like There's that. Like, all of them are in the back. Yeah. And then they're like, Adam, could you have at least taken out the, the, the car seat? Yeah. Like it's literally, I believe John Silver declared, it's literally inside my asshole. And then somebody's like, why is there a stick shift back here? Yeah. Which Adam's like, there's no stick shift back there. Oh, no. Which led to hilarity. And then five got kicked out of the trunk by Stu Grayson, and which he declared, I'll, I'll meet you guys at Chili's. All and right. That was the best skit. That And that was the whole thing. That was that all of it. pretty good. Yeah. But it was really, it was entertaining to see them all piled on top of each other in the back of his Tesla. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's talk Moxley wedding photos. Yeah, did you see uh, it Carmella was, uh, and yeah, uh, Carmella's wedding? And uh, there were all these lovely photos of mm-hmm. of you know the ladies Friends of WWE. Yes, yeah, yeah. all dressed up their best, glamorous. Got to see Bailey, and, who hadn't been seen forever. And then there's yeah. just John Moxley in his oversized leather dressed jacket, like John and Moxley. Cincinnati Bengals T-shirt and fanny pack. It was so great. Yeah. I love like I hope. I hope he and Renee stood there in front of his dresser for a yeah. solid five minutes trying yeah. to figure out which fanny pack was most wedding appropriate. Right. I really hope that happened. I hope he had it packed with rice to throw at the couple. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I love it. <laughs> I love every yes. second of that, man. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and I, I just imagined him being like, this is my best shirt. Yeah. It probably is. That yeah. very well may be his best shirt. Okay, let's see. Um, Dynamite and Rampage on New Japan World. What do you have there? Yeah, so there was an announcement that New Japan and AEW made a deal that Dynamite and Rampage are going to be carried live on New Japan World. I didn't uh, know this. I had yes. no idea. Legit. Everywhere but North America. Because That's perfect. Of, yeah. So um, I'm not sure if that means like live Japanese commentary or if it's like alternate feed or... right. You know, or if it's just carried in English or what, but uh, I think that's a pretty cool service. And yeah. on two things, number one, it's great exposure. I mean, it, they're not the biggest service in the world or anything, but it'd right. be a but big. If you're if you're a hardcore in Japan, you probably right. have New Japan World. Yeah, and it also should help them. Remember, it was a big deal that Brian Danielson was going to wrestle Suzuki on YouTube because everybody in Japan could watch, and now right. everybody in Japan will be able to watch every week. Right. If there's a Japanese wrestler on AEW, and which there very frequently is. It will familiarize them with AEW stars yeah. so that potentially, I'm thinking, they, in July when head. the G1 starts, you might have an yeah. influx of AEW talent. To yeah. me, it just shows that there's a really good working relationship going right now. That's fantastic. Is, you know, the forbidden door is like an abolished yeah. term pretty much at this point. You know, there's something I want to bring up here that... um there's been a lot of talk about the ROH deal, and we've talked a lot about the ROH deal and like where is ROH going to end up? Where's the TV deal going to be? Mm-hmm. I predicted true TV. A lot of people think Sinclair, and it hit me today. I think one of the issues is right now, I think no one knows, and I think including Tony Khan, because I really believe Tony Khan probably sees true TV as one of his best options, but anybody who is in our group are just out there in media mm-hmm. that follow media in general realize mm-hmm. the Warner Media Discovery merger yes. is happening live. Every day there's a new headline. 
Right now, most of the Warner Media people, it's clear that Discovery is the alpha in this merger. Yes. Um, David, I think David Zaslow, head of Discovery, is going to be the head of all of this. But then there's here's something that I'm intimately acquainted with that is so hard to understand, even for me. Who I've worked for, I've worked for Discovery for five years. I've already been there through one merger where Discovery merged with um, Scripps um, Interactive, which mm-hmm. was HGTV, Food Network, and um, Travel Channel. That is the, the Magnolia Network, which is led by Chip and Joanna Gaines, formerly of HGTV's Fixer Upper, now of Magnolia Network's Fixer Upper, mm-hmm. have been acquired by HBO. But they are going their show, their not their show, their network is going to stay streaming on Discovery, but they are going to be reporting to whoever's head of HBO. And this okay. is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I still do not understand it at all. I haven't discussed it with Chip and Joe yet. I'm hopefully going to talk to them this week. What I'm getting at is I don't think right now if Tony, if Tony Khan wants to sit down with a boss about bringing product to true tv i don't think he even knows fully yeah, who, yet who that's yeah. going to be right and also i like do you have in your head when their deal with warner media is up because no. i'm wondering is that uh, it was be early a- 2020 when they got the increased yeah. deal yep and so i don't remember what that takes them to but a 2024 is what i want to say that one of the things I was thinking about today when I was when I was talking to a friend about what I'm talking about right now was it hit me like they're like they might not even be with Warner Media when it comes time to sign like re-sign MJF and things like that. Like they don't know yet how much money they'll have because there's been another discussion is MJF, I think, signed a five year deal at the beginning of AEW. So he's still basically on his rookie contract. Right. Doesn't think he's making enough money. That's an issue, and you want to make MJF happy because you definitely want to keep him. But, yeah, this might be a deal where Tony Khan's kind of like, hey, hold out. We might have way more money come 2024 because we don't even know right now. Like, we know that Warner Media had a great relationship with Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. We don't have – like, David Zaslow of Discovery might hate pro wrestling. Right. We don't know, but we've seen this before. With when AOL like took over back in the day, mm-hmm. they literally hated pro wrestling right. and booted it off. So yeah. this this is a weird merger. It's happening slowly. We're getting different rollouts for the last two weeks on who is going to be who in the new scenario. Yeah, and nobody's really talking about. And I feel like if anybody's going to talk about this, it would be Dave Meltzer. Yeah, we really don't know where AEW stands. Of course, their contract's going to be honored. Right. But then there's also, I mean, maybe they'll want them more. Maybe they'll want them less. We don't know. Like, it's going to be an interesting couple of years here. And ROH might suffer for a little while while they're working out where they could end up. Because when I made my guess on True TV, it was because of the content they have, Mm -hmm. how many people watch the network, Mm -hmm. et cetera. I never even thought to look at all the other potential channels that could be coming in. With HBO, they don't fit on any Discovery channel, no. period. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if there's anything else other than HBO with HBO. But a once a week show on HBO Max wouldn't suck. That wouldn't suck at all. Yeah, it's a little off brand, but it is. But, but, but when you who go knows through what that they, means? Yeah, when you go through 
Like go to HBO Max and oh, yeah. do what they They've have. They've got a lot of weird stuff. There's a lot of weird stuff there, man. Yeah. And live sports. I mean, Roads to the Top's up there. Yeah, right Roads now. to the Top is there. That's the one I was trying to yeah. remember. Live sports is valuable. Yeah. And H and, and the Discovery Networks have been very big into live content, understanding the value of it. I right. could see them potentially maybe liking the idea of a live wrestling product, yeah. maybe more than Warner Media. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Maybe. I guess Zaz, Zazlow? Zazlow? Zazlow. Zazlow. Uh, maybe Zazlov. There was a, there's an, it's spelled Zazlov, but I don't know if that's okay, how to say it. It's Zazlov. That's it. Um, he's, that's it. Uh, there's an article I read today that he's uh, touring all the all the places this next okay. week, like doing okay. like a, basically town halls. Uh, it says he's going, let's see, Warner Media Global Headquarters on Monday, Warner Brothers offices in Atlanta on Tuesday, uh, Warner Media HBO offices in Culver City on Wednesday, and then uh, Warner Media offices in Burbank after that. So basically he's visiting all the 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 places, the, the new kingdom, right. <laughs> surveying the, right. the kingdom this I, week. I've never met the guy. Um, I've heard nothing bad about him because I, yeah. I, I, like, I do know, like, kind of the general manager of Travel Channel. I kind of mm-hmm. know the person who heads HGTV, and we've had discussions about like where the networks are going. And I never heard a bad word about him, and he seems to be a smart guy. The Discovery, like, they made, made some moves I didn't like when they rolled out Discovery Plus, mm-hmm. like a lot of moves I did not like because I was the guy having to defend them. Mm-hmm. One of the things being there were like, let, let's take a travel channel show, for instance. Mm-hmm. There's a show called um, um, The Dead Files. All mm-hmm. right. Ghost hunting show. The Dead Files has been on the air. No. Ken, yeah. Dead Files and, and a show called Kindred Spirits. Both been on the air for years and they rolled out the new season and episodes one, two and three were on the travel channel. And then the rest of the season, they're like, oh, you want to see that? You got to pay for Discovery Plus. Oh, like man. that. I did not like that at all. I was having yeah. to defend it. I didn't like having to defend it. Yeah. But it was a, like it worked financially. Like they yeah. got millions of subscriptions really quickly, kind of being assholeish and strong arming people. So he mm-hmm. seems like like he made some asshole moves, but they right. were smart moves that worked out for the company in the end. Yeah. I think the thing. Uh, maybe if anyone's anxious about it, and and again, I know I know nothing other than what I read yeah. in the magazines and what you tell yeah. me just now. Um, is like just reading this article today. This said that they're expecting to do cost synergies of three billion dollars, which basically I know is layoffs. I know, ex- yeah, exactly. And I'm lucky I survived yeah. the Discovery Scripts merger because, like, all, literally, I had. There were five people above me that I interacted with on a regular basis. Uh-huh. Two survived, but they weren't just like booted. I'll, I'll say this. Like Discovery basically said, we will give you three years salary yeah. to walk away. And if you want to apply for another job, you get preferential treatment. Like, wow, it was a really good package they were offering. Like everybody right. they're gonna, A lot of people are going to get fired or mm-hmm. let go, but they're going to get be given killer severance packages. Yeah. Well, one of the differences between the AOL thing and this is that uh, Turner owned WCW outright. Right. And um, Warner Media does not own it. Does AEW. not. They have right. a deal with them. Right. And so 
they're going to honor that. They're deal. not going to mess with the deals. You know, they're, yeah. they're, if, if it was a show that they were producing, they could snap their fingers and decide not to do it. Yeah. You know, but yeah. uh, so, but, but like you said, the biggest thing is as of right now, the idea of launching new things may not be on the table. Right. I'm sorry. My y'all every week we ended up talking oh, either about my dog or one of Kevin's dogs. My dog <laughs> is not wrapping me up right now, Yeah. but I'm looking at my bed and she has, she is a small dog, but she is rolling on the bed so happily that she has completely become a burrito with all of my bed covers <laughs> and cannot now escape it. And the burrito is about to leave the bed. And I'm just excited to see what happens see what here. Happens she falls off. Yeah, exactly. So that's something that just hit me. We hadn't put in the notes, but yeah, I've been reading so many articles and there's so much weird stuff, like particularly everybody go look up HBO, like Magnolia Network. It's a, it's weird. And I do not understand it. Um, And so, yeah, like who knows what's going on? Cause there's just a lot of strange stuff coming out with this merger. And this is something that's going to take a long time. Cause this is a huge merger. Yeah. This is a massive, there's so many networks involved in this. Um, It's going to look, cause I think there's, there's three major networks on the Warner Media side mm-hmm. and HBO Max. And then on the Discovery side, it's basically every major reality show channel out there with the exception of like, with the exception of maybe two. It's yeah. wild how many networks are involved in this. Yeah. But if you if you have a uh, I'm hoping Discovery gets merged into HBO Max, which I have for free through AT&T and I'll get all this for free forever. And then all the wrestling will be on HBO max forever. And yes. I will never have to pay another penny to anybody in my life. That's my, <laughs> that's, that's personal the personal goal. That's the goal right there. And thank you for getting his name right again. Um, I had it wrong for sure. Okay. Let's see. So do you want to, let's launch into should have been on dynamite. I'll start mm-hmm. with mine. Okay. It's a bunch of nothing. It's just I re- again, I've I've not been watching all like there wasn't anything super special on Darker Dark Elevation that I can remember. Yeah. Um. Really, the best thing I saw is actually from two weeks ago, and it's Thun- Thunder Rosa is getting better and better as an interviewer, and I really enjoy watching her sit down with Mark Henry. I learned that Mark Henry is from grew up like 45 minutes away from where I grew up, just oh. over the Louisiana-Texas border in Silsby, uh-huh. Texas. I had no clue about that. Um, they And he's they kind of have a, a, a fun rapport. That's it. That's worth watching that. Yeah. It's worth watching the Adam Page Dark Order segment from BTE, even though I really thought they would be totally split by now, but they're not totally split. And he's still giving them rides to children. Friends are friends forever. Yeah. And especially when one has is the world champion and has the money to own a a car. Yeah. Clearly friends with that guy. Clearly no one in the dark order has an an automobile yet. No. So exactly. They're rocking the Hyundai Elantra like I do. Exactly. So you've got something that I don't know anything about. And I'm excited to hear about this. I got a I got a few things. One of them was. uh, So, yeah, you're right. Dark and Elevation didn't have much, although I did take note of uh there was the work horseman versus best friends did you see that i missed that one i yeah, knew, that's on and elevation I, knew this I missed week. that one okay i uh, watched all of dark i only saw like a few batches of elevation yeah it's the work horseman i've forgotten their names uh jd drake and yeah. um i can't remember the other the guy yeah he's called the other guy right <laughs> i've seen now versus, two work horseman uh, matches and i'm excited yeah. 
for some. This is the third, like the and name. it's versus Chuck. And I knew it was because Chuck. I figured you'd like it. Plus, yeah. Sue is in the crowd cheering on Trent, so it's an okay. extra bonus. That's another should yeah, have been on Dynamite right there. Out. Everyone yep. go watch that. That's um, the true should have been on Dynamite. I really like the name Workhorseman so much. Yeah, I really do. Fun. And JD Drake's the perfect guy for that. Yeah. Uh, so the two things I brought that uh, that I have on my list are one is. Um, so we, when we first started the show, you turned me on to a series called The Good, The Bad, and The Elite that was yeah. a documentary uh, series summarizing the whole Hangman Page uh, story. Which, uh, watched in this completion, was maybe six hours. Yeah, about six hours long. It was great. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was great, though. One of my favorite things. It's put together by, um, what is it, the company, the channel, he calls it uh, is Outside, it outside interference. interference. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's name is Brian Maxwell Mann. So this is his new piece. He started to do a Cody piece. Okay. And then Cody left and he never finished it. I'll oh, show Common the Man. Credits. Yeah. yeah, Common Man. So he never did that. Uh, but he, he released like the credits that he was going to have for the title. Yeah. So instead, what he did is a 45-minute single self-contained episode called Better Than You that is the complete feud of CM Punk versus MJF oh. in 45 minutes. This sounds fantastic. It is great. Uh, it's it's all the same editing. I mean, you know, the 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 sense of storytelling, the sense of being able to capture little moments and looks here and there and stuff. Um, he's got great footage. He's got footage of uh, MJF on the Rosie O'Donnell show when he was nine years old, uh, saying what? that he wanted to be a pro wrestler. Like the very beginning of the show is him introducing. That uh, 100% yes. should have been on Dynamite. Rosie O'Donnell introducing Max Friedman, and he comes out, and he's like a child actor, and she asks mm -hmm. him, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he says, an opera singer and a wrestler. And she says, Who is your, who's your favorite wrestler? And then it cuts to CM Punk at the same year in ROH, and you it just, just goes from there. Pro wrestler and opera singer, yeah. the man who sang and danced to Dinner Debonair. That's right. Wow. It's destined. Yeah. Listen, so it is great. a legit superpower to know as a child what you want to be. Yeah. I have one friend who knew like in high school what he wanted to be and he mm -hmm. went and did it and he's like top of the world at it. And that's legit a superpower. Yeah. I still don't know what I want to do. And I'm like 70. <laughs> My knees are yeah. 70, Kevin. Yeah. Minimum. Um, that is awesome. I'm really excited yeah, about that. Yeah, it's great. It, it's it's great 45-minute summary. And, you know, I put it in the should have been on Dynamite category. What it should be is a, a one-hour special on TNT. Like, yeah. when they have a big pay-per-view match or something, instead of just these, like, I mean, they're, they're road, they do such a good job with it's the, the road to and countdown also. shows. Right. Like, a half-hour show is, is 22 minutes of show. Yeah. And so, 44 minutes, you got a 45-minute show here. You edit out the 30 yeah. seconds, and you're good. Right. And you totally turn this into a one hour TV show, just summarizing these things. Or if they have HBO Max or something like that, yeah. they can start launching these. You know, this guy, technically, I'm a little suspect as to whether or not he's doing these completely on his own. I think he at yeah. least is friendly with probably Tony or, or has to be one of the, some of the people there where, you know, none of this footage is getting pulled. There is a little I'm bit. There's definitely some. Uh, so he does not. You never hear. uh um, some of the music rights, you can tell right. he's avoiding playing the music. Yeah. So there's little things he's doing here and there, but it's definitely I'm, worth a watch. Anything this guy does, I'm down for. I've got to say, outside interference is 15.5 thousand subscribers. 
This episode has 264,000 views. It's clearly making the rounds. Yeah, and it's only um, been out a few weeks. You know, there's one other thing that's not uh, it, it sh- I'm going to throw it in this category. It's something I think people should check out. And Garrett's probably going to kill me for saying this because it's a competing website that they do only like mainly YouTube. YouTube's their thing. Mm-hmm. And I want to remember a few, maybe a month ago now, when uh, Paul Fontaine was getting roasted by CM Punk and everybody yes. for, for not recognizing CM Punk's old entrance music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the outlet that I think did the best job of covering it it's called Wrestle Talk. Wrestle Talk is a phenomenal YouTube channel. And outside of the things that we do here, they're my favorite YouTube channel for professional wrestling. And they did a great job of like going back through Paul's tweets and saying like Paul like actually had an excuse and that he didn't see the entrance. That's right. why he was asking what happened because he, watched, he had yeah. a special needs daughter he was attending to and he had to fast forward. Yeah. And they're literally the only outlet that like did that research when they don't know Paul at all. Paul right. had never heard of Wrestle Talk. But um, if you want another place to catch up on some stuff yeah. outside of fight game media, I encourage everybody to go check out Wrestle Talk. They are, listen, they don't have, they're not out there breaking scoops right. um, like Dave Meltzer. But th- what they do is they package everyone else scoops better than anybody else in pro wrestling right now. They're definitely worth a follow. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll tie it back to uh, make it a wash by plugging a, a fight game media guy. Yeah, on the same thing. So JD Oliva also writes for uh, the, he he's one of the uh, hosts of uh, Brace for Impact among other things. Yeah. Um, he writes for WrestleJoy.com, which is a similar yeah. thing where it's not really as much of a news site as it's been like essays and things. Yeah. And he wrote a piece about um, the CM Punk uh, MGF feud specifically that night with the old music and wrote a great piece just about the history, what that music meant, like, you know, really gave it a lot of gravitas. And, you know, if anyone was ever interested in it to check it out. Uh, it gives the whole history of the feud. That's a great move. Yeah. That's something what the to music do. meant and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be a great companion piece to this better than you. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Flick here we're talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. So okay. the one more thing I had, and I, this is not something, this is actually something I didn't like mm-hmm. on the AEW channel. They have a new show that I thought based on the title was called Hey, Ew. It turns out it's actually called Hey, EW. Yeah, uh, which is I saw bad. a little bit of that. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, I saw it's an interview show. The reason I didn't see much of it is because it wasn't good. Yeah, it and made me angry because, yeah, all I could think of was all they had to do was give this show to Danhausen. Yeah, and not have him pop out of trash cans and just have him be on YouTube for a while doing this. Also, they have. There's a lot of things that I understand about Dan Housen that people have to be confused about. For instance, he's got this new outfit. It's a good looking outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, there are teeth highlighted on the outfit. Right. Because Dan Housen always has a jar full of teeth. Right. But he's never had a jar full of teeth on AEW. No. Nope. He just randomly has teeth on his outfit with no explanation right. whatsoever. Right. Maybe he'll bring the jar of teeth to the ring with him. Yeah. If he ever wrestles. Right. Only time will tell. They have never mentioned it. And there's a dentist on the roster. Yeah. There's literally a dentist. Exactly. It itself. 
oh my God, when Britt Baker comes back, I need Danhausen hounding Britt Baker for teeth. Right. That would be the absolute best. It could be akin to John Silver and Alex Reynolds hounding Adam Cole for so long yeah. to where they're literally in his bed. I need that <laughs> to happen. I really need that to happen, at least on BTE, if nowhere else. Yeah. My God. Um. Let's see. There is, um, by the way, Pro wrestling fans in general should, if you have New Japan World, you should just go. This doesn't isn't AEW related at all. Um, Okada versus Zack Sabre Jr. Night four of the current thing they have going, which is called, who God only knows. It happens Friday night, Saturday night. Phenomenal match. It is an awesome match. Is it the, it's the title match? After the cup, after the New Japan Cup, because I don't remember. Okay, I don't remember. I knew they um, had a title match schedule. I guess that was it. Hold on, let me. I, I'm going to tell you all exactly what I'm talking about. Because he just won a title shot by winning the tournament. I didn't know if it was coming up that. I don't think Okada not. has the title though, does he? Yeah, he's the champion. Oh, okay. I was wrong on that. All right, let's see. New NJPW. What I was trying to. Uh... Hmm. Of course, I'm I'm now looking through a torrent site to figure out the name of this, even though <laughs> I do have New Japan and I could just go look at that. Yeah. But um it is uh hyper it's hyper battle. It's night four okay. Okay. of New Japan World Cup hyper battle. That's what I was trying to come up with. I will go check it out. There I have not go. looked at it. It's yeah, I don't remember if there was titles involved. I don't remember any of it other than it was a phenomenal match. I really, really liked it. Zack Sabre Jr. has been incredible, and I really hope we get to see him and Danielson he's, this year. I never thought I'd say, but he's gotten better. He's gotten yeah, a lot he has. better. Yeah. And he's always been good. Also, like Shingo Takagi over over like the COVID years has apparently mm -hmm. become phenomenal, and I've missed most of it. So now oh. I'm going back trying to watch all these five plus star yeah. Shingo Takagi matches. He's amazing. He's by the yeah, way, he was probably my favorite guy of the last three years, two years. Just to be clear, we were making really good time during this podcast. Then I right. just randomly start talking about New Japan and nonsense. Yeah, let's let's pull it back in right. here. Yeah. What do we have coming up this week? We got uh, Dynamite, Dynamite in New Orleans, in New Orleans which is close car. to you, but you're not going to make it, are you? Or are you? No, I'm not going to make it. I'm okay. Here's the deal. That's a couple I hours did drive, live, right? I did live in New Orleans until this past January. Uh -huh. Now I live four hours from New Orleans, okay. two and a half hours from Houston. I'm yeah. more likely to make the Houston card. That makes sense. Um, but it kills me because New Orleans is, has been a home for years. Yeah. And I really want to be there for the New Orleans card. But it is a, it is a really good card. And yeah. I'm glad because it's their first time in New Orleans. Yeah, it should be hot. I th I think it'll be cool. Are they uh, hot and cool? Uh, it's going to be both. Yeah. So we got the Starks, Hobbs, and Lee and Swerve match. Tag that match, is which exciting. Be, I'm so glad it's on Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Express and Red Dragon for the tag titles. I'm thinking yep. Red Dragon wins. Everybody's um, been thinking they were going to be the ones to take it. Yeah, I think going into that uh, world title match, the next you know two days later, they'll want to have undisputed, whatever they're called, undisputed elite, right? Uh, with momentum in there. Yep. Then we'll get Kingston Santana Ortiz versus Jericho Hager and Garcia, and Kingston promised that it would uh, like something like outshine. Uh, the the dog junkyard dog versus Butchreed. Listen, 
I love that he said that because that's the deal is back in the day. Yeah. There was a poll in the New Orleans Times Picayune, the newspaper New Orleans, greatest athlete in New Orleans history. They didn't go with Archie Manning. They went with the <laughs> junkyard dog who won it with like 80%. The junkyard wow. dog in Mid-South would sell out the Superdome. Yeah. Like he picked the, like. Yeah. Eddie Kingston freaking knows wrestling history. He does. Beautiful. Um, you want to talk YouTube content. They should yeah. just have, they. here's what they should do. They should have New Japan World have just Eddie Kingston watching old New Japan matches. I would pay so much money for I that. I would too. I would pay double, triple, absolutely. Also, you want to know who's going to be shining in this match? 2.0 at ringside. Oh, they, yeah. They are going to be phenomenal together at ringside. This is going or to be they great. Should, or they should put them on commentary. That would, oh, we got to have Matt. Yeah. Moromo. Matt who? Matt Menard. Matt Menard, Matt Menard. on commentary. Daddy Magic. At the very least. Yeah. But, wait, is... I hate that we just left the bread that can't be toasted behind. I know. It's the biggest the sacrifice the we made in this. We've got um, MJF versus Sean Dean um, to kind of complete this. MJF's yep. second shot now at Sean Dean. Right. Do and you? Then, th I think uh, MJF loses again. You think so? I think he loses again. Wardlow finally gets to him. I think so. It'd be, it'd be kind of funny if Wardlow came in. It would be great if Wardlow gets there and attacks Sean Dean and gets <laughs> another Sean DQ. Dean again, yeah. Oh, that'd be wonderful. That would be wonderful. And then the match that I want to be here for. Yeah. My God, Suzuki Samoa Joe. That's a dream match. I don't, I don't know think if that's, that's ever happened, happened before. before. I, I don't, don't think, think it has yeah. ought to be there. And the fact that it's not on YouTube, it's on Dynamite. Yeah. This is going to be great. There's a title on the line. The yeah. title is most likely going to change hands. I'm just pulling that out of my butt. I think yeah. I'm right. Yeah, I think um, you're right too. That's going to be great. But then for the rare, the rare week, yeah, dynamites in New Orleans, rampages in Dallas. Right. So they'll probably tape some extra stuff in in New Orleans, and then in I, Dallas they have they're, to like do some dark stuff, right? Yeah, and then they've got uh, 6 p.m. Central local time in Dallas start time. Adam Page and Adam Cole World Tell Texas Death Match. What they'll start like is that even legal to have a Texas Death Match before sundown? I don't think it should be. Like the sun should definitely be down. You you need. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where like like if you're on a date, you're more willing to make a bold move after dark. Just right. We need the blood needs to flow after dark, which, by the way, this is a this is other than for Pacific time zone. This is great. Yeah. For instance, you and your wife can you can sit down and watch this show. Right. It's over at seven. Then you go out to eat. Then you yeah. go see your movie or whatever. Your whole night. You've got your whole night ahead of you instead of trying to get home in time. Right. For rampage, in which case the divorce proceedings usually would begin. That's right. Yeah. So this should be interesting because. Uh, so I went to the last two Dallas shows. I'm not going to this, but, um, the first one I went to was a Texas death match with Lance right. Archer and John Moxley. The next time I went was the Adam page title defense. That was a one hour draw. Right. So there's a history of big man. Those fans having, you know, they're very familiar with what's going to happen. Right. Uh, it's interesting. They've only announced the one match. So I wonder if they're going to go really long. Are you concerned with AE? I think you're right on that. Um, Adam Page, Adam Cole, I think is going to be a long one. I really do yeah. think it's going to be a long one. Um, yeah, that could that could potentially remain the only match. That would be awesome, but it's going to be bloody. I hope it doesn't go the full hour. I hope we get at least one other match. One thing I want to point out is I'm glad New Orleans has been added to their rotation. Mm -hmm. but they are beating towns to death. 
Yeah. Like they are hitting Dallas. They're hit, like Garland, all the places they've been going, they are hitting Texas like every two been, months. Yeah. To where you're not going to get the sellouts right. that, you, that you were getting when there we have a whole country. Right. We have a whole, and even Texas has so many major cities. I don't yeah. think people realize like the triangle with like mm-hmm. Austin, Dallas, and Houston, mm-hmm. like the population is about the same as New York. New York City's metro. And right. then you've got Oklahoma City right there. You've got San Antonio, which is a top 10 city. Like, but they're hitting the same places. And that's just weird. Yeah. And it feels a little lazy to me. Um, yeah, I'm a I little mad about it because I'm in Oklahoma City and they won't ever come up here. Yeah, exactly. And they keep going right there. And this is the first time they've ever been to Louisiana. And New Orleans is not the only hot wrestling town. Lafayette, Louisiana right. is actually with the Cajun Dome is a super, super hot wrestling city, which they're clearly never going to make it there. It's such a big deal that it's even mentioned in like one of the theme songs on on, on Tony Schiavone's Conrad Thompson podcast, the Cajun Dome. <laughs> um, so many big NWO moments in Austin yeah. 16 moments happened there. Mm-hmm. And they're, they just made it to New Orleans three years in. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if it's I wonder if it's just uh, if it's an analytics thing like Tony's just looking at who's got the highest who's got the highest ratings. I think that's it. I just really keep do hitting think it that's over and it. over again. Yeah. And I think I do think, though, that um, Louisiana is much more of a WWE state these days. Um, I can and I'm not that. even and I think it's just because, well, there's some reasons. There's no need to get into all of them. But yeah, they we used to be an NWA WCW city, mm-hmm. but I think the people here stayed heavily invested in wrestling during the only the exclusive mm-hmm. WWE years, and I think that's kind of holding steady. Yeah, I, I to me actually traveling is actually a great way to increase your ratings instead of yeah you know I'm the making a presumption up. they're doing that, but I know like me and you know however many friends I the friends that I have that I talk like you know on Thursday mornings about what happened mm-hmm. on Rampage you know yeah. around we're all. Like, man, the day, you know, WWE comes through maybe twice a year. Yeah. And then if you count Tulsa, it'd be like four or five times a year. Right. And, um, you know, we have friends who are like wrestling curious. Yeah. You know, they're like kind of like, well, yeah. maybe I'll go someday. Maybe I'll check this out. Never wanted to take them to a WWE show. Yeah. Especially you a would TV take show. them to Oklahoma City show. And we're you're all not saying, gonna, yeah. If you're they not going to drive them to Dallas. Like, no, that's I'm not. too big a deal. But if I but if they came to Oklahoma City, I guarantee you we would probably round up twenty five tickets. Yeah, you know, and bring Start it. Start at twenty nine dollars. Five eight new friends, right? Yeah, yeah, and make yeah you would build new fans, and all the the dynamite fans in Oklahoma City would do the same thing. Right, right, hundred percent. Okay, so then we've got we covered Rampage, we covered Dynamite. Now we've got Battle of the Belts Saturday. Do you have the time? I think it's seven central uh, on Saturday. Battle of the Belts, mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose, for the women's title. Um, is that the only match we have? That's the only match that's been announced. I was thinking it was Sammy versus yeah. Scorpio, but I bet based on our prognostication from the rankings that Kazarian's going to sneak in and get a title shot. Yeah, and I like what you were saying that, that it's probably like uh, them being withholding to mm-hmm. Sammy. Um, I like that a lot. Um, I think that's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. That's our week in Dynamite. Is there anything else we need to talk about on our way out? We're an hour, 40 minutes in. We totally killed our lead. We we're going to finish early. <laughs> now, absolutely not. That's all right. We made good time last week. So on average, we're okay. 
there you go. We're, we're, we're hitting the average. Everybody, um, from myself, from Kevin Ely, from everybody here at Fight Game Media, have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you all again next Monday. Thank you so much for joining.